record. Hello everyone, my name is Pierce Lancaster here with Scripted Botch alongside my broadcasting partner, Mr. Brian Gatina. How are you, Mr. Brian Gatina, after watching this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown live on Fox? From the Thunderdome, you can't forget about that. I said that really close to the mic and I hope you know it. I hope you can feel it out there. <laughs> You can feel the thunder How am I doing? coming through Dude, your head. I am doing fantastic now that I know that uh, our good buddy Adam Pierce is okay. I was really worried about him after that brutal attack by that monster Braun Strowman. I'm just glad he's okay, man. It's really good to see him without a giant bruise on his dome. It's just, it's really good. How are you doing, man? Man, he, he, made, a, he made a really quick recovery. I'm... I'm pretty good, man. Knowing that things in the in the world wrestling entertainment atmosphere haven't changed, and knowing that they can't um, complete a match with it being with there being a clean victor, so that way everybody looks strong all the time, and no one wins or loses. The world is sane. Everything is good after watching Mike Tyson fight in the boxing world. I can know that everything is fine and sane and not dangerous in any way in the world wrestling entertainment world. Yeah. They're not skipping a beat, and everything is still just like it was, except for uh, with five superstars instead of 20. Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> well, let's get into today's episode of SmackDown, or Friday's episode of SmackDown. My apologies. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Anyways, today we start, We started out this episode with Jey Uso coming out to the ring to talk with Roman Reigns and introduce him. And the first thing that I noted down was that Jey Uso's logo looks exactly the same as the Godsmack logo. <laughs> that was the little uh, the little CGI logo that popped up yeah. on the screen. It looks like the Godsmack symbol that like <laughs> all the 30-year-old, like 30, uh, 30 to 40-year-old edgy dudes when they were teenagers got tattooed on their bodies. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly... I think that's not even close to as funny as them calling him Main Event Uso after him Main Eventing twice on Friday Night SmackDown of all places. Not at pay-per-views, just like, like yeah, he's been in a couple main events. That's his new nickname. All the all the Reigns family members have to have eight nicknames, so got to get him started, you know. You have to have 50-plus nicknames. And then before, before Jay Uso can finish his sentence... Roman Reigns comes out with a massive um, statue of him somehow in the middle of the Thunderdome. We don't know how that got there, and somehow the skin tone is darker than he really is with a animatronic CGI uh, repeating animated something dog going on behind him with bright red eyes. He comes to the ring, and I noted here that I felt like this took 15 minutes, even though we were five minutes into the episode. I, I just remember being like, why is, I literally wrote in my notes in quotes, why is Roman's entrance taking 15 minutes? Oh fuck, we're five minutes into the show. Shit. Well, I mean, they, they don't have the Undertaker anymore. They made that clear on the last three shows we've watched. I mean, we've had the final farewell 50 times, metaphorically and literally, of course. But, uh, I mean, honestly, true. dude, after hearing Roman Reigns come out to the ring and talk, the only thing I took away from that was him saying something about Thanksgiving leftovers. And honestly, I thought about it the entire episode, and 
full disclosure, had to go get Thanksgiving leftovers before we recorded. I, I, do I care that it's two in the morning? No. It had to happen, uh, man. He said Thanksgiving leftovers, and I was like, yeah. That's the highlight I mean, of SmackDown. In, <laughs> in, in reality, Roman, I mean, Roman always cuts great promos. This was really, I thought this was pretty solid. I thought they both did a really good job. And as the segment seemed like it was going to end, Otis came out to the ring for a match with Baron Corbin, which made me want to actually blow my brains might out. Might I say, right then, might right I say, there. it was a funny contrast seeing Jay Uso walk up the ring all sad and depressed, and he's just, his head's bowed, and he's just like, damn, I'm such a disappointment. And then Otis comes stomping out, slapping his belly, living life and vibing. It was pretty funny to see. He just walks past Jay. He's like, damn, I'm glad I'm not that guy. So then Jay Uso comes in and attacks Otis. Epic. For what seems like no reason. And this was my question. So is does this mean Otis is officially buried because he got destroyed like that? Or does that mean Otis is getting a push since he's being attacked by someone who's involved in the main event, main event Uso, and is constantly getting a bunch of TV time? So is he just more buried? Or is he actually getting attention because he got beat up by Mr. Uh, main event how do you see this? It's hard to say in 2020 because on one hand, they could be burying him. But on the other hand, you never know. Because they're like, hey, we have nobody for this pay-per-view. Let's bring Otis back. Everybody loves him. But, I mean, it's hard to they say. Gotta... With him winning the Money in the Bank championship or briefcase, I know he lost it already. But still, I feel like they want to push him. But maybe it wasn't his time. Maybe we'll still see something from him. I don't know. I hope so, because he's my no, favorite. they've got to pretend to push. they got to pretend to push every single debut they get from NXT for like three <laughs> to four weeks, and then they and then just bring them back into the mid-card and then have them lose in the mid-card because they don't even trust them to Dude, do that. Dude, isn't it kind of they freaky that. how that happens? <laughs> Note how we didn't see him this week. Uh, yeah. Oh, we didn't see yeah, him this week. I know. Week, That's why I said we? he came in for a few weeks, like you just said, and now he's like, where's he at? Keep him on the sidelines so we need him. Yeah, I mean, you know... uh, I gotta say that I really hate that Uso beat up Otis because I really wanted to see Baron Corbin in ring. I honestly can't think of another wrestler that I'd rather... I can't do it. I can't even do this (laughs) bit, dude. He's... I can't. We'll talk more yeah, about yeah. Corbin we'll get to Baron Corbin. I guess. I hate that we have to talk about him in a part two in this conversation. <laughs> I was just really stoked that I was so mad. Like I was so upset that I just knew I had an hour and a half of this wrestling show, and the first match was Otis <laughs> versus Baron Corbin. And I love Otis as a character, but in ring, I just couldn't. I just knew that it was going to be boring. I love Otis in ring, but and when then you put I him thought, against. Jey Uso. Yeah. I mean, this is just... I mean, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it's not really Otis's fault. It's more just Baron Corbin. I feel like anybody you put against Baron anything. Corbin, it's going to be a boring match. It could be John Cena, who we love. He, he, honestly, the show is a big fan of John Cena. He's the best. Um, 
Dude, John John Cena. I mean, dude, John Cena has won more championships than any other wrestler other than Ric Flair. So John Cena, by default, that means he is the greatest technical wrestler of all time. But then like, again, better than Kenny Omega on. and Daniel Bryan. Come I have on. to interject here because if he was the best wrestler of all time, then how do you explain him not being in the greatest wrestling match of all time a few months ago? Dead air. Whoa. Do you hear that, people? My co-host? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. He's <laughs> about well, to throw you to under the bus. My he doesn't even know what he's talking about here on this super serious wrestling show. Well, to have a good wrestling <laughs> match, it's just like having a good UFC match because wrestling is real and UFC is real. And just because a ma- if a match is good, it means it's well-balanced. But John Cena matches aren't well-balanced because he beats everybody and he never has good matches because he just has to do, like, five moves and then he beats them. So the matches aren't particularly good and fun to watch because John Cena just whips everybody's butt because he's so fast and people can't see him. Yeah. Because <laughs> wrestling, wrestling is real. Dude, I, are you implying even for a second that it might not be? Dude, I don't You're know. Telling say, me that like, somebody could go like through a table and, and not get hurt, dude. You're telling me that, dude. But the, but they do get You're hurt. You're telling me that Dominic actually could have almost been Eddie Guerrero's son in a ladder match. You're telling me that's not real. <laughs> no, that wasn't his son. That was for custody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Rey Mysterio's son. Yeah. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, know, exactly. Whatever. Anyways, I don't know what I said. on to the next yeah. segment. <laughs> On to the next segment. It was uh, Dolph Ziggler and is Robert is Rude. It Bobby or Robert? Robert. Okay, Robert Rude. Approach at this point. I feel like you're yes, either a Bob, a Bobby, this... or a Robert. Maybe a Rob, but it, it all depends on age. But you could also be Robbie. Rob, you could be Robbie. That is, you could be Bert. You could be Bert. You could. I don't know you why you want to be Bert. Shout out to all the birds out there. I'm sorry. My um, name's Brian. I can't talk anyways. Yeah, the Street Profits versus Rudin Ziggler. I thought it was a pretty good match. I, I love the Street Profits. So. I I don't understand why Dolph Ziggler was wearing a SmackDown hat after Survivor Series. Like, why does anyone care what brand they're on? Why does anyone rep- want to represent what brand they're on? I mean, like, yeah, I'm on SmackDown. SmackDown's the better show. Like, why does it matter? Like, you should only be caring about, like, your tag team or your <laughs> the rival that you're with or, like, who cares about what brand I you're think on? It's more, it, I don't understand the concept. I think it's more because these wrestlers are on the opposite shows so often. I think he was trying to remind us at home what show we were watching because I got to admit, at least <laughs> once a week, I forget. I'm like... Wait, who's gonna come out tonight? What show is what show are they on? What show are we watching? Yeah, I so don't maybe, remember. Maybe maybe Ziggler was like, in show. case you're wondering at home, this is SmackDown. Just a theory. <laughs> it's possible. Live on Fox. Yes, yeah, SmackDown live on Fox in the Thunderdome. Um, I I like Dolph Ziggler's pants. I like Dolph Ziggler's outfit like all the time. I wish I could pull it off. I like the his same with the hair. I like his. But his paint, I like his paint on his pants. Um, this was a dumb victory choice with the roll, roll up, the roll up, and having Epic. having Ziggler and Rude win. I thought was dumb because the Street Profits obviously are getting way more TV time. Well, and Ziggler and Rude were the number one contenders, and then the titles switched TVs or switched channels, right? 
they were number one contenders, and then that just kind of got ignored, and, like now that. and now they're technically probably going to be number one contenders again. So, I mean, I guess I get why they did it. And, I mean, how many other tag teams are there on SmackDown that is worth watching against them? I mean, I don't know. I'd rather see a Street Profits and Ziggler and Rude feud than see Ziggler get buried as a jobber every week like he was on Raw. Right. Yeah, I mean, that that is a good point. And for some reason, for some reason at the end of this match, the, uh, the crowd noises <laughs> were particularly loud for something that I know they in well not not know I'm just gonna make a bold um I guess prediction that's probably not the right word whatever I'm just gonna assume here sure that if there were a crowd they would not be this loud for this and I just want to state in general just as an overall statement not towards this match just in general that the crowd noises are really fucking stupid I understand wanting to have so I'm like, like having crowd noise is fine, but like the fake booing and the fake cheering, especially when you get into the chants. Yes, chants for Daniel Bryan. It gets Bryan. really obnoxious. I, I made a joke well, while we were watching that. I was yes, like, yes, chants are bad. I made a joke while we were watching that. I'm like, it's crazy how they got all the Zoom calls to sync up perfectly for those yes chants. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Dude, imagine yeah. sitting at home and being like, wow, I can hear what they're saying from their computer. I bet there's some boomers out there sitting there like, Wow, they turned on their volume for the Zoom call just so they could do this chant. But in reality, if any of the Zoom call audios were actually put out, it would oh just be God. a giant fucking shit show. It would be so Especially funny. when they oh first started out with all that controversy and stuff. Like, dude, yeah, it would get it would get really funny. And you know that everything is going bad in wrestling when wrestling gets actual like global coverage outside of like just wrestling when something is like hey this happened on wrestling and it's on like abc or like cbs or something you're like oh shit right. gg like who's getting fired that's not yeah no this is no it's not even who's getting fired it's more it's more just like there's blatant like just horribly politically incorrect things <laughs> that are just not okay so so on to the next match. Um, Rey Mysterio's eye seemed to heal in this backstage segment, and even though it was injured last week, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, man, I gotta tell you that I just couldn't. It couldn't come to terms with recovering, knowing that there was still bad blood in the air between the Mysterio family and Rollins. But last week, they finished it all. They put the beef to rest, and now his eye is fine. That's it's it's a miracle, dude. I'm I'm very happy to see that he is okay now. Both metaphorically and physically. On the outside and inside, if you will. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just glad. Do you mean the outside and inside of his eyeball? And his soul. But yeah. Oh, I was just, no, I know what you meant. I was just making a <laughs> dumb joke. Because you could like the inside of his eye. There's just like yeah, a giant yeah. hole there <clears throat> instead of an eyeball. I don't know. My bad. He almost anyway. lost his eyeball, if you'll remember. That was crazy. Like, dude, we're talking yeah, about his eye recovering, but can we talk about it getting ripped out of his head? That's brutal, bro. Dude, that is really crazy. And I also just want to point out, uh, to get off of Rey Mysterio, that Dominic had a really clean chain on in this segment. That's all I'm going to say. Is that I just saw Dominic had a really, really nice chain on. That chain was probably worth, like, 
three to five hundred dollars somewhere in there. Dominic is always just flexing for no reason. Like he's killing it, dude. Yeah, for real. But like this chain was just a subtle flex. It's like it's a chain, but like anyone who knows is like, hey, that's a really fucking nice chain. Also, I don't remember why Baron Corbin got interfered here. Something happened. Oh well, um, uh, to where he came. Otis out. got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he came out for the Mysterio match. I, no, I he, was just well, glad he came I got out to see him again. No, it wasn't or the the, uh, the promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. It was the backstage segment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he came out, and all I have written here is that Baron Corbin is overall, like, just in everything. He is the worst <laughs> WWE wrestler, literally in everything. Like, he's the worst in promo, and he is the worst in ring, just at everything. He is so bad. And I don't just mean that as in, like, boo, he's a bad guy. I don't like him because he's bad. Like, no, I, he genuinely is just so boring and has little to no talent and before you say you haven't taken a bump yes i have i have taken a bump i am barely trained in wrestling but i have taken a bump before and i can give like a shoulder that's about it but i've jumped on people on ladders backyard wrestling and trampolines and shit so i am i kind of feel it yeah i've taken the equivalent of a few bumps Probably more. <laughs> like so, I've broken some other people's ribs before. But, but what, anyways, but what I have, but what I have written down here, <laughs> which Brian and I watch, we watch um, on PlayStation. We watch together and we make some comments and stuff when we watch the shows. Um, Is this what you've watch, been giggling like, about? Highlights. Um, no, no, oh, no, no, okay. no, no. I put, I put in my, <laughs> I put in my notes that Bear, that Baron Corbin, the way he delivers his promos is basically the same delivery that ICP does when they rap. <laughs> like if you really think about it, you're like if uh, magic is all we've ever known and then but the, and then you have him being like Rey Mysterio, I don't like you. You're a ba-. like it's the same voice. It is. It's the same <laughs> I, like dude, it's I totally li- like, get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, like oh, the shit. it's just as corny, just as bad. It's it's the same thing. It's yeah. ICP rapping is the equivalent as it's the same. The content is just as good. It's it's the same thing. Baron Corbin's just a walking jar of mayonnaise, dude. I swear. That's I mean he doesn't look like one. That's more like Seamus. Dude, yeah, but. yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just meant just like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He, he's Baron just Corbin's horrible. just a. I don't know. He's. <sighs> You already compared him to ICP. That I can't. I can't do better than that. That's that's too accurate. I mean, the dudes in ICP actually were wrestlers. What I, but wrote, I mean, I'm just talking about specifically their rapping. Like people that don't, like random people that know who ICP is, they don't know that they were wrestlers. So I'm talking like <laughs> to said average human being that like doesn't know they were wrestlers and were told like, hey, this wrestler is similar to ICP. Like, that's how we feel about it. They'd be like, ew, that's gross. Gross wrestler. One day we'll have to find a way to stream us playing the uh, Backyard Wrestling featuring ICP game on our channel. Oh, I didn't know that existed. Dude, yeah, that's that's for like PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3. I'm sure we could find a way to video it and put it on. But... Oh, dude, absolutely. We might have to do that in person. (laughs) Yes, actually, what I wrote in my notes was... I'm glad I still got to see a Baron Corbin fight, and in parentheses, and cut a sick ass promo. But uh, 
fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Since Ford you also put something man. about his good promo. Uh, no, that's pretty much it. And then we have well, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. Was well, Sami Zayn's sick fucking... More like Sami Zayn versus Thanksgiving. <laughs> no? Fuck Cut yeah. that out or add turkey sounds, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Anyways... I'm going to leave this all in Dude, just so it. you sound stupid. I don't care. Anyway, so during this match, this was a really good match. It was good to see good wrestling. That's the only comment I have on this match. But during this match, this has nothing to do with wrestling at all. <laughs> I looked God. at my face, but I looked at my Facebook feed and it was in in the in the pop punk Facebook group. This dude posted a picture of his foot and he had six toes <laughs> and I was really disgusted by it. And it was, like, one toe, his big toe, it was, like, conjoined with, like, another toe. And they were, like, it was really wide and, like, small for a big toe. <laughs> what is going and then, on? Like his, and then, like, his third toe was, like, it was it was his third toe, but it was technically, like, a not the, fir- the second, like, not conjoined toe. And it was really big, and it had a bandage around it. And it was just, I was just really afraid. And then... I was reading the comments about how he was saying he couldn't put on shoes normally. And it was, he, he was talking about how he had to get like specially made shoes or something. (laughs) I don't know. The way the dude was going off in the comments made it sound like it actually was his foot. Like he was giving like very descriptive answers for his, um, basically like Q and a on his foot in this pop punk group. But dude, um, yeah, it was really, it was really disturbing. <laughs> Is that what you were giggling about this whole time? And like, Dude, yeah, that, that's that's why I was like, I was just laughing. Like, I have to tell you something how... later, and it has nothing to do with anything <laughs> yeah, or wrestling. Well, I, I was like, type... cool, that's cool. I'm fine with it. I had to type it in my, I had to type it in my notes, and that's when I started laughing. Was when I was like. I looked at Facebook for a second, and some dude in a pop punk group I'm in posted a picture of his foot, and it had six toes. Like sad That's what toe I put in my shoes, guy. But anyway, God. good wrestling. Um, <laughs> I think that this referee is very attractive. Um, <laughs> and I was really is upset that, dude that they the, couldn't do. Is it the dude with the medium length blonde hair? It's a girl. I, I figured I was making a joke. Yeah, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the girl. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I figured. Yes, yes, it's yes, it's the girl. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then of course they can't end the match clean because they never can end the match clean. Question. What are your comments, Brian? Uh question and comments. First of all, if you had an extra toe, do you think that would be a benefit or detriment in wrestling? <coughs> um <coughs> I think that that would probably be a detriment because <laughs> your foot would be all fucked up and you couldn't probably move. I mean, properly. you'd have a wider foot though, so it's like a it's a bigger hitbox, you know. Yeah, that no, that it could that be a little true. more springy, talking... you know. If you have a little more okay. toe muscle strength, then imagine if Matt Riddle had extra toes. You think he could kick his flip flops off faster? All right, we're getting sidetracked. Dude, he'd be able to fling him so <laughs> far. He'd have to get special flip flops. Um, Anyways, so. uh... Then Uso, of course, had to get involved again. Yeah, man, what a what a uh, god! And then beating Kevin up Owens Daniel Bryan to the aid in the back came to the aid of Daniel Bryan. <coughs> yep, it was pretty epic. 
And uh, pretty pretty fucking epic. In case you thought we were done talking about Baron Corbin, his match was next, and it was just wait, was it epic? Yeah, dude, he fought uh, Buddy Murphy and friends. Oh right, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ray Mysterio's daughter is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> she's, she's she's pretty married. cool. Uh, Sorry, Buddy yeah, Murphy. Just, Rest in peace. I'm just saying that she's no, she's not married. She's dating Buddy Murphy. Are you oh, saying my she's God. cheating on Buddy Dude, Murphy? Dude, no, you're right. My bad. <laughs> Actually, I did see somewhere that she was getting married. So. Is this wrestling news? Is this wrestling drama? I'm appalled. Who knows, dude? Dude, <laughs> our 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 buddy Murphy and um Ray Mysterio's daughters, um I don't know her, isn't it like Aaliyah and yeah, her uh, like husband? Are they gonna have to get into a wrestling match to see who actually can win the heart of Aaliyah? Dude, that would be epic. That's what we need, dude. We need, yeah, we need that. <laughs> um uh, anyway this match was good um of course it couldn't end clean i thought this was really strange how <laughs> all the mysterious got involved and interfered because their faces yeah and that wasn't a very like he dominic like moved his leg off of the <laughs> rope and like helped him cheat and and the way Baron Corbin was going about it, being like, you guys are all scummy and you guys cheated and et cetera. It seemed like Baron Corbin wasn't in the wrong here. And he was saying positive things and they cheated and it didn't make any sense. Also, why did he ask for a rematch and didn't say that they were all banned from ringside? That's what I would have done. If I were Baron Corbin, I'd say, I want a rematch, but all of you fuckers are banned from ringside. Well, he, then it's fair. To be fair, he said he wants a rematch, and this time he'll be prepared. So I'm sure he has some sort of idea and a way to counteract the Mysterio family powwows around the ring, you know? I'm sure oh, he'll so have we'll a plan. Have the, he'll have some we'll jobbers have around Corbin. him. I was going to say, what Bar- we're all Baron Corbin heel jobber squad around the ring. Dude, yeah. Maybe he could get the Hurt Business from Raw. Dude, They're a good fuck. group of jobbers. Yeah, do, they even have enough, <laughs> do they even have enough jobbers to represent four whole people that are heels that could be with Baron Corbin? I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't like, either. I can't <laughs> think of four heel jobbers that are on SmackDown right now. I can't think of four heels that are know. on SmackDown in general. Not noteworthy ones, anyways. Uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay you're right. Uso. I get it. I get it. I was being dramatic. That's about it. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I didn't even put in the Baron Corbin Mysterio match in my notes. <laughs> I put in the next match was uh, Natalia versus Bianca Belair, right? Uh, that's the one I didn't put in my match because it was, like you said, just like every other televised weekly match with drama. You know, I mean, it was okay. They're both decent in ring Natalia's good but i mean i don't know so this is, is good okay so i put this in kind of boring storyline wise you know there's not anything for me so, to want to pay attention to no this was this was super boring but this i just want to point out that this was um not clean victory number three of the night I put in two, but I forgot the Rey Mysterio one. So there was the there's a not clean victory with Sami Zayn and then uh, the Uso getting involved. One of them it was Jay. Yeah, it's Jay. Jay got involved, and then there was um, the Rey Mysterio family getting involved, and then this one was somebody got involved. I don't remember. 
I don't know, but it was Bailey. we're not done Bailey yet. got involved. We're... So this is not clean victory number three. And then we have, we had a Sasha, um, wait, what, what, what was after that? Was it the Sasha Banks segment after this match? Uh, Do you remember? <clears throat> I know the last thing of the night was Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens. Okay, yeah, so so we, we had... So we had Sasha Banks versus Carmella, and Brian was actually like getting food or something during this. Yes, I was very they, professionally. Me, they, I know uh, people. I'm sorry. Like I said, they there was Thanksgiving leftovers mentioned by Roman Reigns. I had to. And and Natalia and Bianca Belair were getting in the ring, so he decided that that was a good time. And honestly, <laughs> we haven't said anything about it other than Bailey got involved, and I barely I even caught the end that of it. And didn't it was put okay. That in my notes. Um. So, anyways, this next segment, it was Sasha. Well, it was it, no. It, it, wait, sorry, it wasn't Sasha yet. It was it was Carmella, and she was cutting a promo or something. And then she was like, she snapped her fingers, wanting to get her beverage. And then the glass got put in front of her face by somebody's hand. And then the hand turned to reveal that. Sasha Banks, it was Sasha Banks because there was jewelry put in front of the camera that said boss. And then the drink Epic. got splashed in Carmella's face. What? So my question is, how was Sasha Banks standing? I understand that in camera she wasn't there, but how in real life was Sasha Banks right in front of Carmella's face and Carmella didn't notice it was her until the the beverage was splashed in her face she was right in front of her handing her a drink and she just she didn't know that she was right there and then they had a little fight with bad punches and it lasted like actually five to five seconds five or ten seconds and that was it dude i mean honestly i don't know there's a special kind of blindness that comes with some of these wrestling promos where you're like yeah, everything is fine, and then somebody comes off off camera, but they were definitely in your eyesight, and you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe you should have been behind them or something instead of like right in front of them if you wanted to make it seem like they couldn't see them, you know? They seem to do that like a lot. Like how they'll come in from the left or right? They'll come in from the left or right as if they wouldn't be in like the person they're attacking through their eyesight <laughs> yeah, or something. and they don't react till they get like, hit. It's like, I know you can see them coming. Like, what? Or at least hear them, something. Dude, there are a lot of like I remember like a while ago. This was probably at some point in like 2019. There was some segment where it was like a an extreme close up of like Rey Mysterio's face, and he was talking, doing a promo, and you could literally see his eyes moving from left to right, like reading <laughs> his promo back. And I was just like, man, uh, I like, hate that. like you're gonna, you're just gonna do that, like when it's right in front of his face. Yeah, maybe like, back the camera up a little bit so it's not as obvious. I mean, come on, they did, they like, did my man Ray dirty. Shit. I mean, I'm gonna let Ray slide because he's been wrestling for a long time and is the most famous yeah, luchador. Right. He can't remember exists, everything. So. Yeah, I mean, if I were Ray, I'd be like, I'm getting my paycheck. I've been doing this for, like, 70 years. He's like, so, well, you, you want know. me to study this when I'm not here, too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm giving you guys all this publicity, and I'm so famous, and da 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 I'm giving you the whole Spanish community right here. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go Anyways. that far, but yeah, pretty much. 
No, I know. Yeah, but anyways, last match of the night, Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso was pretty cool. And again, dirty finish number four. Four matches. Dirty. Was were any of these matches clean? Oh wait, the the Street Profits match. Yeah, the Street Profits. Yeah. Well, it was a roll up, but yeah, it was clean. And it was off, and it was off a distraction. Yeah, it but was. Technically, it was it's technically still, still clean, though. That's but it, it's a tag but it team was match. What do you clean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so every single match except for so four out of five matches were dirty finishes, and three of them were because, or two of them were because of Jey Uso. Was it two or three? I don't uh, know. It was two. I don't know. Well, no, no, because he got he got involved in he attacked no he attacked Otis then he attacked so technically technically that, yeah, that was a match that really was an start, extra match I guess but yeah, yeah I that get one what didn't you mean even start yeah. but that was it's an extra just, match so that means five out of six it's all just matches dirty bullshit. five out of six matches yeah. were really so but anyways Jey Uso versus yeah, Kevin so, Owens uh, match is pretty good going along fine. Uh, Kevin Owens putting up a fight, surprisingly. Like, he's getting his ass beat here and there, but then coming back, and the crowd goes wild with those crowd pops. you got to believe it, boy. But uh, it ended dirty, Clean of course. On. There was a really nice senton from the apron onto the floor. Brian was still getting food at this time or something. I just came back right after <laughs> that, but, yeah, you just told me, you told me about it, and... What yeah, I heard was, was really it sounded fine. It was just a back and forth, and then when I came down is when it actually kicked in and started. But 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 good. it was, and it ended dirty. I liked that this ended with Kevin Owens looking. Yeah, because Jey Uso technically he lost because he hit Kevin Owens with the chair and got disqualified. But then Kevin Owens came back and beat his ass, which was surprising, but also really cool to see. And all the while, he's talking shit to Roman Reigns in the camera. Like, this is your family. What are you going to do about it? And it was kind of cool. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really <clears> good. And he looked he looked really strong, and he looked like a badass yeah. face. And he's big, so and it makes sense. I'm... He's somebody that could I'm put up hoping, a fight, you know? My bad. Sorry. Uh, I'm... No, it's fine. I'm interested to see where this storyline ends up going um, because I know we, you and I both know, we haven't talked about it, but Jey Uso is eventually going to get tired of all Roman Reigns shit, and then Jey Uso is going to turn on Roman, and then I think Joe Jay Faze. and Jimmy are both going to get tired it's, of him I mean, thinking inevitable. he's the whole family, and they're going to team up on him to yeah, sabotage yeah, exactly. him or something. They're going to find a way, because he's being super disrespectful towards him continuously over and yeah. over again. And I love this. I'm, I'm really loving this storyline. I like that they're actually building it. Cause a lot of the times WWE will just fuck up everything. Like that one WrestleMania year where it was, it was Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. And it was like, they had 10 full years of build up towards this match, just natural build up and feuding with, you know, um, the Miz being Daniel Bryan's like mentor in NXT and whatever else, there was all types of drama that they had been building up over the years and they still found a way to kind of like not do this match, do that match as well as they could have. And so I'm hoping that they can find a way to properly build this up and make things good for the long term because WWE is not good at long term. I agree. 
Um, they're like, let's do something short-term, and then it'll work out, and we'll just redo that ten times in a row, and that's the long-term story. But, like, yes, absolutely. Like, with the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, I know we're getting a little off-topic and off-brand, but, you know, like... No, it's fine. They do that ten times, and Drew McIntyre wins every time. And then fucking Randy Orton just pulls a victory out, and it's like, okay, haha, a clean victory. And it's like, what? And then loses, like, a week later. Why wouldn't you make Randy Orton win earlier? That way Drew has to build up his comeback, and then they can flip back and forth with the title if you want every few months. Like, do that. Don't have Drew consistently win every time and then have Randy win clean one time out of ten. And he won on TV. He won the Drew McIntyre won the title back on right. TV, and then that built up less than a week for your two top guys on each brand to fight each other right. for Survivor Series. Like you're gonna have your top guy on each. You're gonna give it six days, one sh- like two different shows just to, to promote your two top guys going at it. You got Roman Reigns Dude, and yeah. Drew. And if they would have had yeah, Randy Orton win earlier, so and then. Drew McIntyre win four or five fights later or whatever, then he still could have had the title for a, at least a couple months before this Roman Reigns fight. Because that's a match worth building up, like, over weeks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, doing something with that rather than just yes, forcing no, it absolutely. in less than a week. Like, what? That's Absolutely. a match people no, want to see. That's why they something. had to give the title back because nobody wants to see Randy Orton fight again. Like, I mean, it's it'd be fine. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. I'm sure it would be a fine match. They're both talented. But come on, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns is. I mean, it's bigger. To be fair, in the defense of WWE, as far as them going back and forth with like Drew McIntyre and Roman, uh. They don't have any stars. Nobody feels nobody feels like a star. They don't have right. anybody. So I understand why they keep going back and forth with um with Drew and Randy Orton. I would just wish that they did something else. I'm really glad that on SmackDown they're getting uh, they're giving uh, Kevin Owens a spotlight. Who's supposed to go against Drew McIntyre on Raw for the title? I don't even remember anymore. Um, Who is it? I don't know. I don't know because no, well, we watched it. Yeah, but I don't remember. Some somebody. Oh wait, wait. They're they're oh, having yeah, a, yeah, a tournament thing. Uh, they're having a triple threat. Yeah. They did the tournament, and now they're doing a something. I totally forgot. <laughs> uh, which will be recapped. Yeah, yeah. Which which will which we will recap and discuss. I think we'll be putting that out on Wednesday. Wednesday. You heard it here, yes, folks. That's the plan. <clears throat> So, so that pretty much wraps up the episode what recaps. Now we're just going to chill, yes. talk a little bit just to kind of close out the episode on a little more personal note, you know. Uh Pierce, I've put together a couple questions if you want to partake. Um I didn't really share these with you. No. Oh, okay. We'll end it here, folks. Uh have a good week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um I didn't really tell you cuz I didn't want you to think about it too hard and I just wanted it off the top of your head. Um Try to narrow it down to five. I know there's a lot of options, but uh, five would be preferable. Uh, who do you think your top five wrestlers are right now? Not just on SmackDown, just in general. Top five like active wrestlers. Active wrestlers in yes, WWE. Yes, yes, in WWE. Active wrestlers in, <clears throat> For in the general. sake of this in conversation, WWE. we'll stick to WWE. 
Okay, well, I haven't really been watching NXT because I don't really have time. Me neither. But um, we're about so to start. Dude. Really we're about to start the NXT guys brushing up. Um, yeah, we'll for you guys. We'll we'll start for watching guys. NXT. It's all yeah, for you. Yeah. So, um, right now, I mean, off the top of my, they don't head, have to be in know, order. I'm just, I'm just gonna name just, some. Yeah. I'm just gonna name some that I like a lot. I mean, I love like I love the New Day. Valid. Um, New Day is always. I always yeah, up to peak performance. They're amazing. New Day is good. Um, Roman Reigns is excellent. Kevin Owens looked fucking amazing. Um, and The Miz. So my, out of all my favorites, I would say, if, if I'm I'm gonna make it to where I'm gonna set a rule here that tag teams count as that one works. Slot. That's fine with me. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the New Day. I'm gonna say the New Day. Miz and Morrison. Um, Roman Reigns and said Roman Reigns family with Paul Heyman and whatever Obviously, that's yeah. stable. They're included. Um, um, uh, Kevin Owens. Fair. And, um, Dude, I gotta say, I love what they did with Kevin Owens. I'm, I'm so glad they're actually using him and not keeping him on the sidelines with the KO show, like talking to people about it. I it's almost... so much better to see him starting shit with Roman Reigns. Like, thank God. I want to say honestly, I'm I'm torn between. I, I think I'm gonna say I think I'm gonna say Sami Zayn. That's probably my top five right now. But but honorable honorable mention, um, Drew McIntyre. Um, I'd probably put him at like number six or seven. Cool, um, fair enough. But I I don't know. For me, I would have to say I just realized most of my picks are on fucking SmackDown. <laughs> Actually, Miz and Morrison are on Raw, and New Day are on Raw. Oh, and I love I love um, <coughs> Rey Mysterio and said Rey Mysterio family and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is also really cool. So those are my honorable mentions, but they're not Fair in my enough. top five. I would have to say my top five are probably uh, number one is probably either Miz and Morrison or uh, Drew McIntyre. I love Drew McIntyre's energy and like how he's just ready to fuck up anybody if they talk he's shit. Yeah, he's well. like he's he they booked him very well. Rather than just being a face and like he's he's also like cocky and kind of a, a badass and like he's cool. He's I a like him. good face. He's a natural face. He doesn't come off as he doesn't come off as being disingenuous. Right, right. He's he's really good for a big guy. And he can back it up. Baby like, face. He's big. Anyway. He's yeah. It's cool. I like it. He looks the part. He acts the part. Right. He's the exactly. Part. Anyway. So I'd say the Miz Morrison, Drew McIntyre, uh, probably the New Day as well. I love him. I don't know though, because I like the Street Profits too, and I don't know. I like Street Profits better than New Day sometimes, especially without Big E. Big E makes it for me. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say Big E in your top five, or Sheamus. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm just kidding about Sheamus. Oh, Sheamus, ha! Uh, God, Sheamus and Baron Corbin need to have a feud. That way, I know when to fast forward. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be our first shirt you heard it here folks on episode one um yeah i mean that's the majority i really like Sami Zayn too i like his whole conspiracy theorist vibe he's got going on he really plays the psycho part like super well and i i vibe with it i feel it i love it i think that's the best character for him to be like, I love it when he's a dick, but I like it when he's, like, a crazy dick more. Like, I don't know. It's fun. 
Yes, I agree. I think Seth Rollins is good at playing that role as well, but he hasn't been showcased as much and has been... I loved Seth Rollins when he first... I liked I liked Seth Rollins' dive into his character a whole lot and how he slowly started getting Dude, more and more yeah. crazy and his hair started growing out more and more and his beard more started scraggly getting scraggly and, and like looking like a yeah. homeless man and Dude, I love it. Yeah, he, Seth Rollins is amazing and yeah, he's, he really he's plays up that there crazy part well. What's your, like I love how everything is like you were meant to be put in this place for me to beat you. Like everything has a purpose. It's like, it's okay. I don't want to do this either. I don't want to have to be the one to beat you, but I have to be that guy. It's like, dude, that's crazy. I love it. <laughs> it's like, what? What was your second question? Uh, this is pretty much my final question. Cause this one's going to be a little more of a thinker. Um, I was going to say the more you think, the more you'll think of, but try to narrow it down to like top three. If you could have been there in any point in time, top three matches you would go back in time to see, or more recently, like just of all time, if you could think of it, top three matches you'd want to be there live for in the front row. Oh, okay. WWE matches um, would probably be anybody, any matches. Um, uh, the triple threat match between the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian. And I want to say, Boys are you talking about the for the ladder? Is match? that the the first tag team yeah, ladder match? The, or no, I was thinking of the first the TLC, TLC match. TLC I want one. you to know that that is also on mine. That's the one I wrote down as one of my top three because of the um, Hardys and Edge and Christian. Like, that, I always loved them. That was also one of mine. <laughs> I would have loved, loved to see that live <laughs> in person. That would be crazy. Um. The Undertaker versus Mankind. <laughs> That's another one I was thinking too, yeah. I don't know if both of those are necessarily top three for me, but those are two that I was debating on in my top three as well. Um, John Cena also, and The Rock is another one of, of the ones I would I would love to be there for. Again, I don't know about top three, but... <clears throat> that's why I said the um, more we yeah, talk about just, it, the more we think about it, we're going to think of more than three. But yeah, that's another one I would have loved to be there for. Um, so again, this is just like off the top of my head. I mean, honestly, I can't, I can't think of, of too many. I, I remember, oh man, this is Dude, tough. I, I mean, would have loved to fucking really be there Undertaker when matches. Undertaker lost the streak to Brock Lesnar. I bet that was some crazy energy in that arena. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. <clears throat> I can't think of a third one off the top of my head. There's. There's too many. There's too many really good Rick ones. Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels minute, have been good ones. Which to was be at. one of the better matches during the PG era. There were multiple really good Triple H versus Undertaker True. matches, and I can't think of one that I can like particularly get behind. I feel like I'm gonna get shit on by the audience when I say like, "Oh, you want Triple H versus the Undertaker in the PG era?" But it's like you gotta keep in mind that like I'm 23 years old, and like I've only been watching wrestling since I was like 11 or 12 years old. So I basically grew up watching wrestling in the PG era. And yes, I've gone back and watched most of the iconic matches. I've watched most of Stone Cold's like weekly stuff on Raw. And like I know about the old wrestling and stuff. And I've watched old pay-per-views. And I know the, the really good historic matches. But for me as a kid, like this is what I was living in in the moment that was broadcasted on TV live in front of my face. And it was Triple H and Undertaker. 
and it was really good. It was really good yeah. matches with those like two counts that were really close repeatedly over and over again. And it's just, it, it was that moment of, is he actually going to beat the streak? Like, is he actually oh, going to yeah, do for it sure, like, yeah. every time? And that's that was what the fun of it. it. That's so why I'm good. so, so, so those, surprised that they had actually ended it with Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't think they should have ended his streak, but I mean, nobody does. Well, I mean, there's some people that do. I talk but. about how much I, I talk about how much I dislike the Undertaker, and then I just put him in this list. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you did. So, I mean, I don't know. I dislike magical gimmicks in wrestling because it takes away the kayfabe aspect for kids, and I think that's necessary to keep wrestling alive. But yeah, anyways, I'm taking too long. What are your? No, you're good. Your no, matches? you didn't take long. Like I said, I mean, I would also put the Hardy Boys, Dudley's, Edge and Christian up there. Um, I think it would have been really cool to be at the uh, the uh, Yeslemania where Daniel Bryan won the Triple Threat after beating Triple H. That would have oh, been yeah. fucking nuts, dude. I bet that crowd was crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, any of the John Cena Edge feud would have been super fun to fu- to see. Um. The night when Edge cashed in on John Cena after the Elimination Dude, yeah. Chamber. I agree. That would, any of the cash-ins would be fun to be at. Like, to be like, oh, cool, it's over. Like when uh, CM Punk came out and cashed in on Jeff Hardy, I would have loved to be there. Oh, CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank, 2011, Summer of Punk. <laughs> yeah. That's one for me. Not top three, but I would like to be there. I would have liked Fair to be there. Fair enough. Anything else you want to add, man? Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I don't think you finished your list. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, the the Hardys one. The I said John Cena and The Rock would have been cool. Uh, I said uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair would have been fun to be at. The Undertaker oh, Brock Lesnar match. I'm gonna add in. I said, like, I'm gonna eight. change mine real <laughs> quick between between um. I'm gonna change what take about out my my triple H. Andre the Giant versus Hulk. I'm gonna Hogan. add in. That's actually <laughs> yeah, what I was, I was just say. about I'd to say. To I there. just recently, I just recently watched that, and yeah, Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan, and also, dude, Stone Cold versus The Rock, dude, and there yeah. was also Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Like I think it was twelve or thirteen. Like, dude, those matches. It's just thinking about the massive character like john cena like as much as you don't like john cena or the rock i love I both of them but in a meme them, way like john cena <laughs> versus the john cena versus the rock like that's dude, so when they were crazy. singing songs to and each I other like, like as promo on raw like when they were making rap songs and like guitar songs about each other that was the best i loved it so much i want to go back to that the Rock Dude, was playing too. guitar. And I'm and really stoked that John Cena's fruity pebble ass. I loved it. And I feel like for the first, now that we have like an actual main event star who's like come in and out of wrestling, which is like Ronda Rousey, a wrestler that's in pop culture. I'm glad that we're finally getting that uh, for the women too. Like whenever Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey actually becomes a one-on-one match, which is rumored for WrestleMania this upcoming year. That's going to be a massive draw. That's going to feel just as big as a John Cena versus The Rock. At least oh, I, I agree, feel like it for will. Sure. And, People will lose their minds. And I'm 
very, very excited. I don't think Becky Lynch is quite at the John Cena or the Rock persona yet, but she's really, really close to being there. I mean, her putting out those the man T-shirts that that's big. very that's that dove into pop culture just in general without people even knowing that she is a wrestler like that's just very uh just very like powerful for women and i think that's really incredible but i guess uh do you have any any clothing thoughts brian before we end the podcast Um, i mean not really i mean like he said earlier uh wednesday we're gonna be recapping raw talking about further predictions more random questions more getting to know us talking to you guys uh if you want to an- us to answer any questions you can leave stuff in the comments or Ooh, i just thought of one more match real quick tweet at us or whatever. oh yeah we do oh, have a twitter that? uh i think it's just at scripted botch um we have a reddit thread same thing at scripted botch we haven't really posted on either yet um we will be putting promo to this and our other shows on those um, as well as, like he said, if you have questions, we'll leave everything in the description. Want to talk to us? Want us to talk about something particular? Uh, if we missed anything, whatever. Disagree with us? Agree with us? Just talk to us. Let us know your thoughts, feelings. Um, I do have one more match that I just remembered that I wish I would have been there for. Um, actually, a fun little story about that too. I was watching wrestling in my basement of my house in North Carolina when I was like 11, 12, probably younger actually, probably like 10. And I was watching Raw with my friend Brandon, and we were talking about, like, during a commercial break, we were talking about, like, a dream match if we had to pick one. And we both agreed that it would be Shawn Michaels versus Jeff Hardy, because we were, like, super huge Jeff Hardy nerd fans. Still kind of am. Gotta say. But, uh, we were talking about how we just wish that they would fight, and then, like, I remember the commercial got done and they were talking and they're like yeah next week on raw jeff hardy versus Shawn michaels and i remember us absolutely losing our shit and we were just freaking out we we're like dude we just what like i don't know we were like 10 so we were losing our minds and then the <laughs> next week came around and jeff hardy won and i was absolutely shocked and blown away because that was like around the time where Shawn michaels beat rick flair soon after like Shawn michaels was very much in the now and popular and jeff hardy beat him and i was like damn and that was the beginning of the Jeff Hardy push. Dude, I and I was fucking stoked. Dude, every time I bring up CM Punk to like edgier, like alternative wrestling fans, half of the answers that I get are like, yeah, dude, oh, I love CM Punk. Or they'll say, yeah, dude, when I was younger, I hated, I hated CM, CM Punk, Punk because I remember he he retired Jeff Hardy yeah, or whatever. Dude, like that was Jeff a thing. Hardy won the everybody hated that dude, shit. Jeff Hardy won the World Heavyweight Championship and or was it the WWE? I don't know. He won both pretty close together. But he won, no, I think it was the World Heavyweight Championship. And then CM Punk cashed in the money in the bank and pinned him. And I hated CM Punk so much. I hated him because I remember being a kid. And I lived in Iowa at the time of that pay-per-view. I remember freaking the hell out when Jeff Hardy won. And then when CM Punk came out, I just got silent and just looked at the screen with, like, such hate. And I was so sad and I knew it was about to happen. But I was like, maybe not. And he lost. And I, I probably cried. <laughs> it was Ugh. so sad. I love CM Punk now because I've grown up and I get why he's such a badass. I didn't get it back then, but I love him now. 
Right, and back then when you were tired, that wasn't that was before the summer of right. punk too. I'm assuming you loved him during oh, the yeah. summer of punk in 2011. Because yeah. he was, was shaving, even when he was shaving heads and doing the straight edge society, that was I loved him. Straight edge society, but I just hated when he had to mess with my boy Jeff Hardy. But anyways, that will conclude this week's episode of the scripted botch podcast. Got anything you want to plug? Uh, Smokey Ogul Gaming. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's my gaming channel. Also, our buddy here makes music. If you want to support him there, any support is good support. Yeah. Um, I'll leave... I'll leave links in the description to all like my Instagram, my music Instagram accounts and his gaming channel. And I have another podcast that I work on called the 1020 media podcast with my friend, Nicholas Whitaker. I also do music reviews every Monday on that channel. So be sure to check all those out and obviously sub- subscribe to Brian and if you like this video, leave a like and subscribe and comment how you hate our shitty top match opinions with The Rock and John Cena or whatever. Comment how John Cena has five moves and we're dumb. And Also, yeah, a new thing I want to do uh, every oh, week, question of the week to anybody who watches this. What is your top favorite wrestling entrance song from any era? We can ask that again when more people listen. Break but, the walls yeah. down. Oh, dude, come on. It's got to be um, Motorhead's... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate Motorhead all songs. Dude, no, nope. I love those. Uh, Zack Ryder seems good. Well, Dolph anyways, Ziggler. good but night, yeah, everyone. Think. Thanks again for listening. Have a good night. And see you soon. Good. Uh, have a good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for the Scripted Botch Podcast Episode see 1. See you later. Goodbye. You can't see me. Deuces.